Hi, this is Dave with another episode of Do It With Dave. Before we get started on today's subject, will be, which will be failure, failure, failure in our diets and failure in our exercise, I want to bring you up to date on a subject we previously discussed, or I previously had talked about, which was episode four about restaurants, how to save some calories in restaurants. When I saw some information coming down today that apply to this subject matter, I wanted to bring it forth to you. As of today, restaurants that contain 20 or more sites will have to post the amount of calories in each of their dishes. Now we know that some have already done that. When you walk into Starbucks, you can see the calorie count in the counter for the, some of the sandwiches and the pastries. But now all the restaurants that have 20 or more sites will have to do this as a matter of law. Now I don't expect necessarily that it may change your eating habits, but it'll at least give you some food for thought. Because if you again, and I discussed this in episode four, if you see several items, one of which has more calories than another cal item that has less calories, and you're happy with either one, why would you not go with the one that had less calories? So now when you see a muffin in a case, like you do at Starbucks, or you see a donut and one has 100 more calories than the other, I would hope if you don't care which one you choose that you would pick the one with less calories. Now this will not apply to your local restaurants, so keep that in mind, but at least now you will know how many calories are in your meal before you were eating in the blind, and you were happy to do that, you probably didn't even want to know. But it's another important piece of information if you're gonna get yourself healthy. And keep in mind that when you do eat out, as opposed to making that same meal at home, you're getting 20 to 40% more calories in that meal. Same portion, same ingredients just from the fact of all the sugars and fats and oils that are used to fl flavor up the, the meal itself. The average meal when you go out in a restaurant is approximately 1,200 calories. That's half or more than half. Actually, it's more than half for women. It's just about half for appropriate for men of 2,400. So while you go out and hopefully enjoy your meal, and you should because uh, we now know that approximately half of our money that we spend on food every week is spent on meals outside of our homes and apartments. So it becomes a big factor in our life what we're eating in restaurants. Okay, now I'd like to get back to the subject of the day, which is failure, failure. And what I'm talking about is the most important thing in our health are both diet and exercise. When we think of our health, we want to be able to diet successfully and to have a successful regime of exercising. And yet, it is the two things in our health that we fail at the most. Think of all the diet books there are out currently. It's maybe hundreds. And there's still the old diet books from 2017, never mind the two ones from 2018. They're the best-selling books that were ever written. You can't find a better subject matter 
that brings in more money and more attention from its audience than diet books. And people move from one diet to another. Today, as I speak, there's over 100 million Americans on a diet, on some sort of diet, 100 million. The figure seems to be closer to 110 million, but let's say for 100 million people are on a diet right now. Most of those people, the good majority of those people, will switch during the course of one year four or five times their diet. They'll fail, they'll get back on something else, they'll fail, they'll get back on something else. So they continue to move from diet to diet to see what works, and they continue to fail. And there are reasons they continue to fail. First of all, your body is equipped to protect you. So when you cut back on the calories in a diet, and almost all of these diets contain calorie reduction as its main theme, there's less fuel going in. Less calories going in means you have less energy to burn. So as a result of that, you become aggravated, you become depressed, you become slow in your movements, and you fail because you don't feel right. You don't feel good. It's hard for you to sit there when other people are not dieting, eating food that you want to eat. Further, when you intake calories that aren't sufficient, your metabolism slows down. Remember what I said several times before in other episodes? You take care of your body and your body will take care of you. Here's a perfect example. Your body is equipped to protect you. So how does it protect you when you go on a diet? Well, it sees, it sees that you don't have a lot of fuel in your body to expend for energy during the course of the day to do your tasks, to, to just function, go to work, to come home, prepare meals, take care of your family, do some recreational things. You feel tired, you feel sluggish without the calories. So it protects you. It protects you by slowing down your metabolism. It slows down your metabolism. It sounds good, like it's protecting you that way, but the problem is it slows it down to the point of not being able to restart it to your normal metabolism. So in slowing it down, it's causing the calories, the energy that you do have in your body to burn more slowly. Now, after six months, a year, you go off that diet and put back all the weight or more, and now they have a body mass index higher than when they started because when they took off the weight, they were depriving their body of things they needed to build muscle and so forth, so they lost muscle as well as fat, and now when they put it back on, it's all fat almost that goes back. So that same 10 pounds you lost isn't the same as the 10 or 80 pounds you just put back on. It's got a higher fat content to it. So now your metabolism doesn't allow you to rev up and burn calories like you used to. Now keep in mind, 
that your metabolism works all the time. It just works at different levels. When you're exercising, it's probably working at the highest level. But when you're working and bending and doing stuff, it's still working. Even when you're sleeping, your metabolism is working because it's necessary for your bodily functions to operate, your heart, your lungs, and things. That still causes your metabolism to work and burn food. So I would advocate, based on my knowledge and experience, a slow and steady program where you're not radically quitting what you're eating and lowering your caloric intake. I will offer you a way of being able to do that on a slow, steady basis. But the difference, as I said before, small changes will lead to big results. So in order not to fail, you need to have a slow and steady program because that will serve you well. That will last you for a lifetime. And once you start feeling so good about yourself and have this energy and lighter weight to move and the better appearance and your body isn't sticking out in all places that you don't want it sticking out in, you're going to have a different mindset in life. You're going to have so much more confidence in life. You're going to be able to perform whatever tasks or work you're involved in so much more efficiently. You will be a new, new person. The second thing we fail at is exercise. What I mean by that is there are 50 million people that belong to gyms, that have gym memberships. Now that's quite a bit, but only 18% use it on a regular basis. And when I say use it, the gym membership on a regular basis, I mean going to the gym two times or more a week. So gyms actually make more money on the people that don't come because there's so many more people that sign up. And most of the people that sign up as New Year's resolutions, and that's when you get the biggest jump in gym membership, almost 75% of them are not members six months later. What are some of the reasons? Well, they come into a gym, they're a little bit intimidated. They haven't been there for a while. They see all these tight bodies and people that know what they're doing and how to do it. And they feel, oh my God, I'm never gonna be able to do this. A second reason they don't go Inconvenience. They think they're going to make it. They think they have the babysitter in place. They think they can leave work at 12 o'clock to go to a nearby gym and work out for an hour rather than have lunch. But it doesn't work out that way. It's inconvenient for them. They either can't get the people they need to babysit or they have to work through their lunch hour and when they intended to go. So it becomes inconvenient for them. And another reason is expense. It's still a monthly expense. And when you're tight on the budget, it's an expendable expense. It's not something that you need to pay, like for food, for your rent, for your gas, for your car. So people cut. And where do they cut? They cut their budgets on things that they consider luxuries, and that's a gym membership is one of the first to go. So therefore, you have to develop a program where you can do on your own. 
that's convenient for you, that does not disrupt your, your schedule because you're doing it when it's convenient for you, that's inexpensive because you're not incurring the cost of a gym membership. You can do this through exercises at home or in the office, and some of us do. We have home programs, we watch the videos and so forth, but that still represents such a small amount of people exercising compared to the amount available. I am trying to reach out both to those people that are exercising that want to know some of the best exercises to do to accomplish their goals, and also you people that have not begun to exercise or have begun and stopped and begun and stopped numerous times. We need to get more rational thinking into our health care. We take so much better care of our cars, our motor vehicles, and our lawns even, than we do our bodies. As I said, you take care of your body, your body is ready for you to take care of it, and it will take care of you. So I am going to put on videos some of the exercises you should be doing. It will cover all levels of ability from people who are currently exercising to those who are first timers. You know, you eliminate the expense factor, you eliminate the intimidation factor, and you eliminate the inconvenience factor. Now you have no excuses, none. So to recap, the two main things that people fail at, that hope so desperately not to fail at, are diet and exercise. I am promoting here a plan for you to succeed in both of those. Just follow along with upcoming episodes of Do It With Dave and come along and do this with me. I think you will be more than pleasantly surprised as to the results you will get. This is Do It With Dave. See you next time.